Hello, you are listening to the Talk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with the AM Consumer and Retail Group, Firework, SPS Commerce, and Sezzle. Ranked in the top 10% of all podcasts globally, the Talk Fast Five podcast is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week too. Today is June 8th, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are here once again to discuss the most important headlines from the past week that highlight how the physical, digital, and human elements of retail are coming together to shape the future. Chris. And yes. Do you know what today is? Oh my God, we're singing already. It's and, your stroke oh anniversary. I know, right? It's stroke anniversary. Do you even today? know what song I'm singing yeah, right I now? I do not. I have no Tony, idea. Tony, Tony, Tony. Remember? And DJ Quick. I, I do know Tony, 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 but I, yeah. can't, I don't know that song. I oh, that one. well, I just sang basically the entire song is just that over and over again well thank you it's for that anniversary. yeah yeah you know what you know what i'm gonna do on my stroke i think all stroke patients should do this but i don't think they do i think they should go swimming on their stroke anniversary. yeah and they should do all four strokes of the olympic uh comp- competition you know the breaststroke the bass stroke backstroke the butterfly the uh what's the other one there's another the freestyle those are strokes right i think i think that would be the plan oh, like a more is this like a play on the word stroke? Yeah, that right. I'm not of course kidding. it is. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. I, I thought you'd pick up on that play faster than you did. But oh, hey, Chris, you had a little bit of a night last night. I had a little bit of a night. We've had a little bit of a day too, Ed. I've got a garage sale going on out yeah. my front house. We're up in our new podcast studio. Yes. We have referred to affectionately last week as the attic. It's not padded. Turns got, out. It's not padded. Nope. It There's was no quite matches. warm in here and it is a little like, um, I was going to say dangerous mind. What's the beautiful mind? Beautiful mind. Oh, right. It's a little beautiful mind-ish. That's pretty funny, bit. actually. Yeah. Uh, we got Cozy as Fluff behind us if you're watching on video mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh. So yeah, I'm ready to go, and we got we got trade shows galore coming up oh my in the next gosh. three weeks too. Yes, we are going to be at Rice next week, at Home Delivery World next week, yes, at Commerce next the following week, um, and then before we know it, it's going to be time for grocery shop. I know, and we've got a whole host of sponsors helping us with our work out there. So we want to thank Avalara, yep, at Rice, yep, Open Force at Home Delivery World, yes. and also. Um, uh at commerce next we have viral yes. as well so cool cool new startup doing some cool things in the video space so thank you to yes. all of them for their support make sure you check out our podcast that we just released this past week with um avalara with meg higgins of avalara um and sharon gee from big commerce and feedonomics that was a great yeah. great episode it scares you about taxes and scares you about taxes the tax man off your back and oh that's what i learned but it was so good and yeah. then you have wendy greenland from open forest yeah she like I, I had so many people emailing me about her did you podcast yeah and sending me messages on linkedin about that because it was so like powerful she's just really impressive um and the work that open forest is doing is it's pretty cool it's the first time ever for those that haven't listened to it yet first time ever we've used any one of us has used the word murder in a podcast so you're gonna want to check that out oh i thought you meant in this podcast. no 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 in any podcast we've ever done yeah it's like a little true crime-ish yeah it's a little true crime-ish but it's 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 got some intrigue some mystery it's a great podcast you'd never expect it when you're talking about retail tech but but it brought that for sure all right, Anne, you mentioned grocery shop. Well, yes. I got big news today, Anne. Yeah. Today's Fast Five headline read is brought to you in partnership with Grocery Shop. It's coming up. Anne and I are excited to share some news about this year's Grocery Shop with all of you. They're introducing a new component to their 2023 event, which might sound familiar, Anne. It's called Meetup. Oh. Uh, yeah. Not surprising to that, huh? 
just like their sister event, Shop Talk, Grocery Shop is opening up their networking program to all of its 5,000 attendees and expects to host an incredible 25,000 meetings in Las Vegas this September. It'll be their biggest event yet, and we'll be there. So come we meet with us. Yes. We'll be live streaming. So much stuff going from on. From the there. SES and Magatag booth. Yes. Once again, our favorite partners for all the Shop Talk and Grocery Shop events. And you can learn more at groceryshop.com slash Omnitalk. That's groceryshop.com slash Omnitalk. In today's headlines, Ann, we've got news on Walmart Connect expanding its in-store ad formats. Yes. Petco's new flagship store in New York City. Foxtrot opening its largest store to date. Instacart rolling out chat GPT search. Yes. But we begin today with big rumors out of Amazon. And you know, when I was at my uh, event last night, people were asking me what, like, they're like, what do you talk about on your show? And I was, this is the headline that everybody was most impressed by. So I'm just going to like people who are non-advertising people oh, who are non-retail, this was the headline that they thought was most really? interesting. Well, tell us what it is. Because, Chris, Amazon is said to be looking to offer free mobile phone service to Prime members. According to Bloomberg, Amazon is said to be negotiating with Verizon Communications, Inc., T-Mobile U.S., Inc., and Dish Network Corp. to get the lowest possible... <laughs> Wholesale prices. Yes, I know. Um, all in the hopes, though, this is important, of offering Prime members wireless plans for $10 a month, Chris, or potentially free to bolster loyalty among its best customers. Um, Chris, are, are you in alignment with the people I was talking to last night who were like, wow, this is actually, that would be a pretty big deal. That really surprises me because, you know, it's a bunch of ad creatives. Like, I'm surprised this of all the stories that we we just, I'm that not. I just read out, like, is like the big one. But I guess, yeah, it's a big advertising play, right? Um, Yeah, I mean, to answer your question, to me, this is like, let the battle begin. I mean, Walmart Plus and Prime, it's on. Yeah. I mean, we had pet care two weeks ago. We got mobile phones today. And yep. So I have no idea what the economics of this thing look like. Absolutely zero. Yeah. Absolutely zero. But I don't care because strategically and from the consumer side of it, I love it. I yeah. think it's a great move. And because I say that for one reason only. A mobile phone is a necessity at this point, yes. right? Yes. And one of the carriers that Bloomberg calls out and that you point out, but they say that they really need this deal, like they're really hot for this deal, is the Dish Network, yeah. which happens to run Boost Mobile, right? which as most of you probably know, caters to a younger teen and a younger adult audience. And so that is squarely what Amazon Prime needs to keep growing its subscriber base. And yes. it also caters to a lower income demographic, which probably also isn't in Amazon Prime's subscriber base. So it's a yeah. smart move when you put it in that context. I'm just waiting for Walmart now to do something very similar or up the ante again in two weeks from now or next month or whatever. Yeah, but but you can't beat mobile. Like you can't I, I mean, mo I, mean that's I think a huge I think what you said is so important. We, you know, your mobile phone is a utility. It is yes. not a luxury. This is a utility. Nobody has landlines anymore. Like it's, I would say if you, if you assess in your life, like these are things I can live without, which you have a very discerning customer right now who's starting to look very closely at those things, especially in the demographics that you mentioned, yeah. the phone is the last thing that you give up. And when you look at how much you're paying for a phone right now, you know, for most people, I would imagine like anywhere between 50 to a hundred dollars a month, and you can get a prime membership on in addition to that, like this big, your prime membership is now a necessity. Yeah. And that's what I think is so powerful about this. We also heard from Amazon this week, like they're adding the Grubhub partnership back right. into prime membership. Right. Like they're just, it's going to be back and forth with Walmart and Amazon really trying to push and DoorDash and some others too. But like, how do you, how do you maintain that subscription 
get more subscriptions in a time where people are going to start looking and start making some edits. Right. That's why I have no idea how the economics of this work. Yeah. You know, like Prime and giving them a free monthly membership. Like how much would they be paying to the to the mobile carriers for that? Right. Or like or maybe they're going to be a small surcharge, which is still a great benefit for the Prime customer at the end of the day. Even ten dollars. Right. Great. Right. But so I'm surprised they actually let free out of the bag in some ways. I know. But... I know. This is amazing. All right. Wow. That's cool. I had no idea that that headline was going to garner the energy and excitement that it already. Nobody has is this up. Morning. Nobody is awake from my my advertising reunion right. yet. So nobody haven't even gone to sleep yet. Anne. No. Nobody's going to be listening to this for several days. So <laughs> it's not that big a deal. But shout out okay. to them though. Yeah. All right. Headline number two. This is my favorite of the of the five headlines we picked okay. this week. Walmart Connect, Walmart's ad division, has added some new ad features to its in-store marketing programs. According to Retail Dive, Walmart has introduced two new features, to be exact. Yes. The first has to do with in-store sampling demos, which Walmart plans to augment with, quote, QR code to carts that can link out to custom Walmart.com landing pages, end quote. So explain, basically what this is, is that instead of just getting a coupon after you have your wiener wink, like we talked about with the free ask a couple weeks ago, now you just scan a QR code. I, I guess that's something that's happening, which I'll talk about, we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Okay, I that, just want people to understand because it sounds really like it's glamorous. A, it's an important designation. But basically make, Dorothy yeah. is giving you the wiener wink and then she's saying, go to this QR yes, code. With a quote QR code, which yes. I didn't read that very well either. But the second- Yes has to do with Walmart's in-store radio network, okay. which who knew, Anne, is present in all of its U.S. locations. Walmart is experimenting with monetizing this in-store radio network that, again, is present in all its locations, including Sam's Club and its distribution centers. Hmm. And they're going to monetize it through audio messages that can be targeted at specific stores or regions of the country. Mm -hmm. The format is billed as, again, quote, non-intrusive, end quote, to catch shoppers' attention as they are browsing the aisles. And there are some pretty interesting things here. What do you think of radio ads playing at your local Walmart in I, addition to the QR code scan? I hate it. You hate it? I know we're going to disagree. Wow. Yes, we are. This, but Humanly. I, you know what? I don't, I've never noticed before at Walmart. I know. Radio. Right. Going on in the background. Me neither. There's a lot of hustle and bustle going on. Yeah. You know what I'm going to notice now and be incredibly annoyed by? Are you? Advertisements. And it's going to make you stop shopping there? I don't know. But like, yeah, right. Okay. That's the thing. Is it going to make me stop shopping yeah. there? Possibly. Like, look at how annoyed, like, look at radio in general. Like, radio went away because, and when people are going, it still exists, but radio exists the because they don't want the ads. And now you're going to take my already frenetic walmart shopping experience and you're going to add ads on top of it no thank you this to me i think is unfortunate because i think that it shows yes you know are any of these tactics new in home like in-store display ads you know interrupting my spotify playlist if i don't pay for the subscription like yes that's this these have all these ideas have all been around before but what it shows me is that i think that retailers are starting to care too much about building their retail media networks and making Ooh. money off the retail media networks, then they are caring about the customer who's shopping in their stores. Ooh. I I actually Dougie Doug, you hear this one? This is good. <laughs> well, I just I think you have to be careful about how much you're throwing in your customer's yeah. faces. Like it's gonna be it the way that people are talking about stuff, like we talked about cooler screens a couple of weeks ago, like it's gonna get to a point to me, Chris, where it feels like the the entrance, like the scene in um, oh my god, it wasn't Mission Impossible. What's the movie? The Tom Minority, Minority, Report. Minority Report, where like you're going in and there's just all these screens like barking at you, but at least the screens 
for the most part right now are not talking to you. Mm. And that's my thing with the radio. Like mm. I don't need more noise in the background. I I'm the screens mm. can flash at me and like promote an ad when I meant checkout mm. or whatever, if you want to do that or on the cooler door, but I do not like this at all. But why do you disagree with me? Interesting. So, uh, interesting. So I, first of all, I, I want to, I want to go back to your point about radio is interesting The but I think, I don't think that, that that's actually changed. I think more of what we want to consume on demand has changed, which has led to the, to the, what's the word I'm looking for to the, to the decline. Yeah. Decline, yeah that's decline what I'm is the word for. you're looking for. The decline in radio. I think it's more like the on-demand viewing. Cause you still listen to podcasts when you drive or whatever. And there's still ads in that. Yeah. You know? I skip them. Yeah. I hit the 30 I, yeah, second right, okay, advance because right. I hate them. All right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's a good point. As people do with art. Fair point. Too. Okay. So, sure. so, but I, I mean, okay, let me get back to this story. So like I, I was the first, when I first read this headline, I was like, this is so dumb. Okay. We have to talk about this. Okay. It's so stupid. The QR code thing, which you rightly called out, is absolutely nuts. Like that. I mean, it's fine. It's not nuts. It's fine. It's just like this isn't that big of a deal, though. Like this just no. it, sampling went the way of digital, which it should. But I thought I was going to go on a massive rant about how like you're forcing a digital interaction when the consumer doesn't want one, nor do you need one in that experience. Yeah. Like there's no point to it other than try to capture the first party data, which goes to your point of like you're forcing this retail media connection, this first party data yeah. stuff too much. Yeah. So, which I, so I hundred percent agree with you. I think that, that, that headline is just flat out dumb. I don't like that at all, but the radio thing I really like, I okay. really like it because, okay. because the ads can be sold on the impressions that are available inside a store mm -hmm. and Walmart can understand how much traffic is coming in the store. There's technologies out there that can do yeah. that. And so having that understanding is very, very powerful to the advertisers. And the other thing about it that I like is that they can correlate it directly to the sales impact. Okay. Yeah. Versus like a billboard ad where you can't, and that's, it's harder to do that, True. right? You're just seeing that. Yep. Here I can put the ad and I can, over some period of time, I can say, look, this is how many people after hearing that ad inside of 30 minutes or an hour, purchase that from the register at Walmart at that exact time. That is smart. That's powerful. And I don't think it's that different than like back when we were kids. Again, the old is new again. Hey, we've got a special price on beef chuck roasts. Yeah, but we all went away from that because it was terrible. Because it was hard to manage and you couldn't validate the value of it. You just had people doing it like on the fly. You had schmoes like me probably who'd get up on the mic and be like, hey, guys, you hear about Blue the sale? Special. I, I hear about I'll the sale on eggs today? You know, yeah. like that's not going to work. But this can be very smart, very stylish and targeted. The other thing I love about it. Yes. Amazon, it's a way to reach customers from an advertising perspective that Amazon cannot do. Yes. They don't have stores. And Target, to your point, will never do it. Yes. Because it's not their brand. It's not on brand. People will still come and shop at Walmart and it will drive sales and it will have an impact. I, That's my take. Okay. I disagree, but we'll see what happens. I think it's going to have a negative impact. Doug, I hope you're listening to this. I do. I agree with you. It like all it totally makes sense from an advertiser's perspective, but I think this is a very advertising it's retailer first slow. customer second approach. Slow. All right, Chris. I'm glad I couldn't remember the word decline for some reason, Anne, on my stroke anniversary. That's 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 frightening. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Worst things could happen. Um, okay. Foxtrot this week opened up its biggest store yet. According to Sea Store Dive, the store is 6,000 square feet, which is nearly double the average size of a normal U.S. convenience store chain and is located at South First and Annie Street. Oh my God, I have my own street oh, in Austin. Annie, yes. Annie Street in Austin, Texas. The store also features an indoor-outdoor covered patio in addition to an all-day cafe along with locally sourced food and beverage options and is open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. 
Yes. Uh, Foxtrot, it should be noted, currently has 27 locations across Illinois, Texas, Virginia, Maryland, and the District of Columbia. Chris, um, this was like a last minute, like Eakin to the Fast yeah. Five. Uh, but what caught your eye about this? Why do you think it, it deserves a place in the in the Fast Five? I like the story too. This is one, another one of my personal favorites today. Yeah. I know we're in the next one. It was one you fought for a lot, which I think we're going to get probably one of our biggest arguments of all time. So wait for that, folks. Um, I like this story because it shows that Foxtrot, Foxtrot is growing at a really good clip. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in four or five states already, depending on how you want to classify Maryland and D.C. You yeah. argue that's a, the one state or two states. I don't know. Those are fighting want. words. Two Chris. areas. I know, yeah. right? But, and the other point about it, it shows they have the guts to go bigger. Yeah. I mean, it tells me that their concept is working, and that doesn't surprise me at all because we visited their store in Dallas last year. We shot a video of it. You can look for it up. Look it up on YouTube. Um, it's a really well merchandised experience. Yes. That is still to this day, unlike anything I've ever seen in the marketplace. And the best way I could describe it, and I was thinking about this last night, is it's like if Target, Whole Foods, and Starbucks all had a wicked drunken menage a trois the night before. Yeah. And this is the love child offspring that came out of that. Now, who's the father and the mother in that menage a trois? I have no idea, but it doesn't really matter to no. drive the point home. But that's kind of what it feels like. It feels like a mix of those three things. And it's super cool. It's yeah. so well merchandised. I love it. Congrats to them for the big opening. I think you forgot like Etsy and Total Wine. It's an oh, orgy yeah. now. I don't think it, Look, I think it's gone now. beyond a menage a trois. This is now like a retailer orgy. And you, cause you, you forgot about like the gifting portion yeah, of it right. and the wine and beer right. selection that's in there. Like really great. So very well curated. High school word drop, man. It's a Saturnalia. A what? A Saturnalia. I don't know what that's another is. word for an orgy. Oh God. I don't want to know why you know that, but no, I think the point that you bring up is very important, uh, not about the Saturnalia, but actually uh, just about the assortment at Foxtrot. Like it is a millennial Mecca. I think it's really exciting to see where they're going to double the size. Like that was the only thing missing from this article for me is like, what are you doing with that extra space? All of the contents of that store are available for delivery within 30 minutes. So are you adding to back of house to support that delivery business since you really get to know your customers in that area? Is it more about like being a place to hang out, to like sit and have food and do your shopping while you're there? Like, I I just want to see where they continue to expand. And I'm also curious to see as they as they get bigger and they open more locations, if they add more tech to this, because it is the prime like size right now for some kind of like hybrid or autonomous checkout store for the rest of the store. So I'm curious if that's on the radar anywhere there to kind of further amp up the experiment, especially when they have such strong, like early movers, early adopters as their core clients. That's an interesting point too. You know, we don't talk about this enough on the, on the show too, because we talk a lot about tech, but you know, part of the reason Amazon is struggling with physical retail is because People don't just want a good operation in a physical. In the physical no, they world. don't care about. They that. want they want something that entices them. They either want an experience or something of value to them. And so, as despite, I think your calls are good. Like, how do you continue to put the tech in to make this place operate better and stronger? Which I'm sure they're looking at. But at the end of the day, it still comes down to the fact they've got great merchandising. Yes. it's a great vibe. It's mm-hmm. a great setup. And that's what matters most when you start talking about physical retail. And right. I don't think we talk about that enough. Yeah, I mean, it's why Amazon Fresh is stalling, you know, like right. exactly what you said. Like the assortment has to be right. You need to you need to have a reason to go there 
besides the fact that it's convenient. Yeah. yeah. And the convenience bar is so the, the, the tables aren't the table stakes for convenience are so leveled now too. Yes. Everyone's doing it about the same, right. right? Especially when it's around the corner. Right. For sure. All right. Headline number four, Petco has opened up a new flagship store in New York City. And shout out to Mrs. Thiebert for my English class. And that's where I learned that word, Saturnalia. According to Chain Store Age. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just remember that word. Okay. The two-level, 25,000 square foot store houses a full suite of experiences, products and services, ranging from a full service veterinary. Why do I always get the veterinary read? I don't know, at but hospital I love it so much. To an indoor dog training park. Here are some of the big highlights, Yeah, The store yeah. includes a... Just food for dogs, all one word, kitchen, which is a gourmet kitchen featuring trained chefs preparing small batch human grade pet meals formulated by veterinarians. There you go. And made with fresh whole food ingredients. It also has a Ruff's Barbershop. Good job. Which is the store's pet salon that offers grooming services tailored to specific needs, as well as a dog self wash station. I'm curious as hell to see how that works. And also, Petco Love Adoptions, Anne. I know, I know, warms your heart, which are year-round cat adoptions, yeah, as well as other adoption events with local animal welfare partners, replete with an on-site photo booth that allows pet parents, pet parents, to capture the moment they welcome a new pet into their family. So, Anne, in addition to this story giving us all warm, fuzzy feelings, you fought really hard for this this week, like really, really hard. Please tell the audience why. Well, it it's not so much about about Petco, although we have to give a shout out to Jenny Wolski, who's running right now and her team uh, listening to this about the tremendous job that they did. Like it looks incredible. They have leveled, they have like leveled up experiences. They've got, they brought in services and products and it's, it's like created this beautiful space for pet parents and their pets to go like hang out. It's a destination. It's not just like, uh, I can cross these things off my list, get my dog food. But the reason that I really like this story is because with all the news this week also, which we didn't cover in the Fast Five about the Bye Bye Baby pending sale, I thought it's amazing to me that this experience has not been done in baby. Like, mm-hmm. I think I think there's so much opportunity. Like, you look at the pet market right now, pet industry and services, the business in 2022 was $137 billion. The baby industry in 2021 for, you know, all apparel, gear, all the things was $214 billion in 2021. So you have the market there. I think you have the opportunity to make, you know, this a place for moms who met on peanut to like come together and meet or postnatal like support groups, prenatal support groups, like learning and doing demos. I mean, almost everything that you're doing, like having a minute clinic there for baby checkups, like all the things that they're doing with the dogs feel like they could be somewhat relevant to a baby experience. And I'm surprised that no one is doing it. So if you're at Babies or Us in the new initiative or Bye Bye Baby, if you're thinking about buying them, like I think you should be looking at Petco. Interesting and interesting. Um, Okay, so we're going to get in a pretty big kerfuffle on this one. But first, I do want to, yeah, I'm curious about the Petco thing in New York City. We had pick up Safeways in in uh, in uh, San Francisco. I wonder if yeah. we pick up Petco's in New York City with all the dog walkers going into the, the stores, you know, and like trying to meet meet other signals. Oh, their little... pick up like for a date. Yeah, dates. I thought you were talking pick about like Petco. product pickup. I just like the alliteration. Okay. Pick up Petco. But anyway, all right, back to the kerfuffle. I 100% disagree with you, Anne. Okay. I don't, I don't think there's an opportunity there at all. 
So, and let me ask you too, what age range of kid are you thinking you're building this experience for? What, and, and the moms, like moms of what age range of kid? I would, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a good question. We talked about this briefly, but I would say like probably up to like five. So like toddler up to toddler age. Okay, good. All right. So that, so that's my point. So like, here's, here's a big thing. It's like to me, that's why the analogy why sounds like it makes sense on the surface to me is a little bit flawed. And the reason I say that is there's 4 million births a year. Yeah. Okay. So you take five times for it's 20 million kid, 20 million. That's assuming, yeah. that's assuming no one has two kids in that age range. Right? Yeah. No mom has two kids. No mom or dad has two kids. I want to be, make sure that we cover that. So you contrast that though, with the 120 million US households, yes. which according to Forbes, 50% of them have dogs yes. and another 30% of them have cats. Yes. Okay. So that's an S load more people that have cats and dogs, not to say anything about fish, hamsters, guinea pigs. Yeah. So you have a different market size and they live longer than five years yeah. too. So there's more opportunity for them to come in and the replenishment cycles are different. The other thing about those numbers you read, probably half of that volume yes. is prenatal stuff. You've got gear, the breast pumps, the car seats, the furniture. I think furniture. like a, ha, over half was apparel, baby apparel. It probably is. And that's yeah. the other thing too. And it's apparel. So the problem with that idea is that you need the reason to come into the store. And so at, at the postnatal side of things, there just aren't those hooks to get you into the store other than feeding and diapers. Yeah. And for the most part, you can get those by going to another trip, like either Target or Walmart or your grocery store. And then also like those services that you mentioned, like like the, the analogies to veterinary services or mm -hmm. pet grooming, they just aren't really there for the kids. Like, I mean, I, I guess you could put a minute clinic in there. I think you there, could. Or like, like ear piercing, like Rowan. Like you could put all these for things. For a five-year-old? Yes, for babies. There's tons okay, of babies I, that get I their guess. ears pierced. I guess. I mean, but I guess it just, there's a reason it hasn't been done, I think. Yeah. And I think it's because it's hard. So that's my take. I think there could be a there there. But I think when you get down to it, I think the market size is a lot smaller. The addressable market size is a lot smaller than I think we probably realize. And it sounds good on the surface, but I'm just, I just can't get there. I can't get I over just, the hump. I think as of, as I'm arguing that much. Though. No, as a mom who really something you want desired these services. And as somebody at Target who worked on thinking about the mom who's desiring yeah. this connection, as plate, did I. I think that it's, it's an opportunity. I yeah. think it's an opportunity. I think Peco did a really good job of executing that yeah. space, so, that, yeah. that third space for pet. There definitely is a way to reimagine the baby shopping yes. experience beyond bye-bye baby. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's yes. my favorite category we ever that I ever ran at Target. Yeah. I loved it. So that's why I'm so passionate about it too. But well, that was a nice, nice little like yeah. agree to disagree moment. I agree to disagree. Yeah. Wow. We're getting too, too nice to each other, Anne. Okay. Well, maybe we'll change later on. Um, I'm just hungover still. So I think that you just got me on a, you didn't get me on my best quickest day. Um, all right, Chris headline number five, Instacart has begun rolling out chat GBT based search. So according to the great Kathleen Douglas Moran at grocery dive, Instacart announced Wednesday, it has begun the rollout of an artificial intelligence powered search tool that leverages chat GBT called ask Instacart. The tool allows customers to find products as well as recipes, food prep tips, and more using, quote, natural language, end quote, instead of keyword-based searches. Companies said the new capability will scale to all U.S. and Canadian consumers over the coming weeks. Um, Chris, this is also the A&M put you on the spot oh, right. question. Yes. So I want to hear what you think of this. Okay. But I also want to ask um, on behalf of A&M, they love the, the applications of chat GPT and retail. Mm -hmm. 
including this one that Instacart is doing here. But they want to know, in uh, our opinions, knowing that the chat GPT uh, is still, that chat GPT is still developing and has its kinks, how much will consumers give the AI leeway for imperfect execution? Or does a retailer need to get this right first time to create and retain adoption? Which I think is a really good question. Yeah, that's a hella interesting question, actually. Um, you know, for me, that's really crazy. Like, for me, the trickier part is actually getting consumers to search like that to begin with yes. on the Instacart side. Absolutely. I think regardless of how it works, I think just getting people to do it. Because like, for example, I, I was blown away. I was talking to Mrs. Omnitalk last weekend. I was I was like, I was fooling around with ChatGPT. I was texting you about I'm aware. it all the time. Yes. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm screwing around with ChatGPT. I had GPT. the same response. And she's like, what is that? Oh, he said the same thing, huh? Mr. Omnitalk said the same thing? No, I was I was saying the same oh. thing. What are you doing? Oh, what are you Stop doing? texting oh. me these oh. these like people reading Irish Omnitalk. Yeah, I was putting our podcast in an Irish accent. It was really fun. But anyway, but she had no idea what it was. So I think that's what's, that's what's really going to be hard about this is, and that's what I think the interesting opportunity here is, is, so I like ChatGPT has a really big opportunity in front of itself to get the first mover advantage here, like Google had in the day, because none of us knew what Googling it meant was. And yeah. we talked about this in our Microsoft interview that's coming out in a few few yes. weeks, which is a good a mooch boost for that. Yeah. Um, which if you haven't seen it, 1,500 people have already registered for that. We're talking with Microsoft's David Leibowitz and Seb um, Reeve. Reeve from uh, Nuance mm -hmm. about all the applications for AI and retail. Check it out. You can go on LinkedIn. You can sign up for it. But we talked about that. Like he was kind of saying, like that's not going to happen. I was like, well, I don't know. It happened with Google. Like you, mm -hmm. you Googled it. So I think you could chat GPT it the same way. Yes. So that's the question for me here. Now, behavior wise, do I think there's a there there? A hundred percent. Yes. Like, you know, give me a recipe that meets these criteria. Costs this much. Mm -hmm. Or you know, in the apparel world, I got this this event that I want to go to. I want to see these color of dresses or these colors of jeans or yeah. these washes of jeans in these sizes. It just makes sense to shop that way instead of having to pre-fine or pre-select all these defined filters for you, which don't always work. Yes. So for that, I love it. And so I think it's just a question of of how and when. And I think the only way to do it is like Instacart is doing is to experiment with it. And the, the race is now on. Yeah. Instacart doing this signals that this is now going to happen. Right. And commerce is going to change because of it. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, you use the Google it example. I'm even calling back voice. Like, look at when Alexa came about or Google, like people learned how to use that. But I think that to AM's yeah. point, that's where it fell short. Mm -hmm. Like it was still not prime for shopping. Like it was not yeah. add this to my list is one no. thing, but like it was a terrible experience if you wanted to actually shop for something. Yeah. And I think that that's people right. are going to start figuring out this, this behavior. Certainly the next generation will become so well-versed in it. And as people, I mean, again, it's only been around for six months. So as people continue to apply this in their daily lives to into their work like environment, I think that people are going to start, this is just going to start to change the way that we do our shopping for the exact reasons that you want. Like I want to, I want a recipe for dinner. What can I have for dinner tonight? I don't want it to be what we had last night. And I don't want it to be where we're going for a reservation this weekend. Like right. all of those things are like, right. or I want to make dinner for a friend for under $50, yeah. send me recipes. Like all of those things are able to serve up and engage with you to like eliminate things right away. It's an idyllic way for the consumer to end up shopping. And especially I think for the Instacart shopper. The other part that I think is important for our listeners is as a brand or retailer, you really have to be focused then on how you're going to keep up with this. 
how yeah. you're going to start writing your, you know, keywords and your metadata for your products to support this kind of search, which we also talk about with Seb and with David. And you're going to need to start applying your own AI in those cases, because as again, I'm bringing up this advertising reunion I had last yeah. night, but like one of my friends, who's a, a wonderful designer, her son's going to school to college to be a copywriter hmm. and designer. And she's like, why are you doing that? The robots are taking over. Like, this is the worst career you could get into. Yeah. But she's kind of, I mean, she's kind of right. Like no copywriter human can keep up with the metadata that's going to be required to respond to your consumers at the speed at which Instacart now, as it can, as more people start to adopt this, they're going to be able to require data to be uploaded. Like yeah. it's just, it's not possible. So I think that's my tip is for retailers is like, you really need to be putting some time and effort into what your approach and strategy is going to be around this. Yeah. It's a great point. You know, who's quaking her boots in who we're rolling over in her grave, Mrs. Thiebert in my English class, because having screwed around with chat GPT for the last couple of weeks. Oh my God. Students would love this thing. Oh, like it is, is an amazing benefit to students. Yes. Like, I don't even think you have to study anymore. You know, like you could just write a paper with the thing. It's crazy how good it Gosh. is. All right, yeah, let's close this gong show up. All right, Chris, uh, let's go to the lightning round. Apple introduced Apple Vision Pro, mm -hmm. their VR slash AR glasses that they'll be selling for nearly $4,000 next year. I want to know if you're going to ditch the Oculus and you're going to get yourself on a waiting list to get yourself. A I'm not getting on this one. No, I'm not. I just, why? I can't. The, they look cooler. They, I, I guess a little bit, but I just, I don't want something like that on my head most of the time. Like I, I just. I don't want that experience. It would have to be like so game changing. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. I just don't, until it happens in one particular industry. Yeah. I don't know that we're ready to cross the hurdle Fair. there yet. Fair. All right. <laughs> this might be one of my favorite questions. Too. I think I say that every week. But Jimmy Dean intentionally placed misspell ads outside of last week's Scripps National Spelling Bee. And without looking at the screen from which I am reading this, yes. please spell this year's winning word, Samophile. Can I get a oh, country of origin? No, you cannot. Well, then I can't spell it correctly. Oh, right. Samophile? That's going to make a what? difference. Can I get a definition? No, you cannot. I have no idea what it is. I think it has something to do with plants, actually. It's like a, it's like a, I did look that up yesterday. I think it was like a, a species of plant or or oven around some type of fern or I don't know. And I'll look it up for you as you're trying to figure well, it out. Well, that, okay. Because then I'm thinking like chlorophyll. So the spelling might be Ooh. like S-A-M-O-P-H-Y-L-L. Oh, that's pretty good. And the correct answer is P-S-A-M-M-O-P-H-I-L-E. Semifuzzer. You know, I have, I have, I got out on the word aluminum when I was in the spelling bee and I Did will you? never forget how to spell it. And it brings back, this is bringing back those like very you know, that's bad memories. To me, because I got out on the word cholesterol. I can remember that too. I was in the second grade. I got out yeah. on cholesterol. Ugh. And that's crazy. You and I can both remember. Oh, God. I bet people, if you were listening and you got out of the spelling bee, I want to know what word it was. You should yeah, shoot right. us a message on LinkedIn. All right, Chris. Uh, Wegmans Food Markets plans to close its two-level supermarket at Natick Mall in Natick, Massachusetts later this summer mm -hmm. because they could not get the traffic that they needed. What is the last thing that got you into a mall, Chris? Oh, wow. Interesting. Let me think about that. While I'm thinking about that, let me tell you what a semophile is. A semophile oh, is a plant or animal that prefers or thrives in sandy areas, And Weird. That's weird. All yeah. right. The last thing that got me into a mall, Viore opened up a new... Uh, oh. Uh, or Viore opened up a new uh, store in the Mall of America, Anne. And so I, I went there with Mrs. Amitak on Mother's Day. Okay. Checked out the white gym shorts, which you oh, know I'm God. a big fan of the white. Yes. 
and the white's always nice. And uh, yeah, that's what got me into the mall. Okay. I like the mall. The mall was buzzing, man. It's still yeah. buzzing. Yeah. All right. 90 years ago this week, on June 6th, 1933, yes. the first ever movie theater opened in Pennsauken, New Jersey. Yeah. And what was your most memorable driving experience? What was playing and who were you with? Well, question. yeah, I mean, the driving was definitely Titanic because it was such a long movie and oh. I did actually go to it one time, but I, I'm staying with my parents who are going to listen to this right now. Yeah. So this is really, I'm sure they're going to love this, but I definitely said I was going to that movie at a drive-in that was like an hour out of town so that I could extend my curfew and go to Titanic, which is three hours long. So it basically gave me four hours of freedom to, did you go by yourself to Titanic to the, oh God. I was not a dork. I've had lots of friends. Well, that was part of the question. I said, oh, who do we go with? with? Oh, it was like groups of friends. We we had like somebody's minivan and people were like hiding under the seats, you know, under blankets so that they didn't get charged. So there was like two of us going, but there was like 20. Was it a minivan or a van with like the stepladder on the back of it? You know, Oh, like a conversion van? No, it was a minivan. Like an Astro? Uh oh my God. Remember the Astro? Or a Toyota Previa? No, I think it was a a Ford Windstar. For, oh yeah, or is it the Aerostar? Yeah, Windstar. There was Aerostar. an Aerostar. Yeah, right, right, yeah. So many stars. Yeah, there were a lot of minivans back in the day. Oh my god, they were the best. Oh, I can't name any of them. Wow, this is a just a walk down memory lane. Today. I know, I know. All right, happy birthday today to Boss Skaggs, Kathy Baker of Pit, Picket Fences, and to the woman who told us her boots were made for walking, Nancy Sinatra. Hmm. And remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it Omnitot, the only retail media outlet run by two former executives from a top ten U.S. retailer. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us. And we do it all just for you. And we try really hard to make it all fit within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks as always for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. So until next time, on behalf of Anne and all of us at Omnitalk, be careful out there. The Talk Fast Five is brought to you in association with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The A&M Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Firework. Firework is the largest video commerce solution built for the world's leading brands. They empower brands with shoppable and live stream video on their own websites where people like to shop. Put your commerce in motion with Firework. You can find out more at firework.com. And SPS Commerce. SPS Commerce is redefining how businesses across the supply chain operate in an omnichannel world. Their experts, tech, and data work together to fuel your growth and deliver for your customers. To find out more, head to spscommerce.com. Finally, Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four industry payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit sezzle.com.